Welcome to From the Bronx with Love, a podcast where we explore pop culture, food, music, and as a bonus, random rants all done with a multicultural lens. We're your hosts, Karen and Dom. Welcome everyone to another episode of From the Bronx with Love. How are you, Dom? Good, how are you? I'm good. I am good. Just a little bit, I think, uh, not stressed, mm-hmm. but a little overwhelmed, I guess. <laughs> Ooh. Right. Yeah, I don't know. So many things are happening. And then it's just like, it's one thing after another. And just when you think you have something planned, then all of a sudden something else comes up and ruins the rest of your plans. Mm-hmm. And I just don't like that. It just kind of gets me a bit anxious. Yeah. Oh, so you're not, you don't really like spontaneity then. I think now because I'm busy with work, I don't. Mm -hmm. I would rather have kind of like have a good understanding of what my day is going to look like so that I can also schedule Karen time, which I shouldn't have to schedule it. Yeah, I am. So someone like pointed out that I'm very routine oriented and they did not expect that of me. And I feel like if you are creative, that there's a idea or this like romanticized idea of creatives are just like, la-di-da, we just walk about, we find inspiration, we're painting on walls, we do whatever we want. (laughs) And I'm like, no, I need a routine. I don't. I don't really like when routine gets boring, but if it's my routine that helps like flourish productivity and creativity, then that's like, that's the structure I need. If that makes any sense. No. Yeah. 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 I totally get it. And I think that's my issue. This podcast is my baby. And so Mm -hmm. I, I like to have a nice structure for it, but then I kind of like have my schedule set out, like, you know, workout, my actual job, and then my commute and then just kind of like finding time to lay out all my creative ideas. Mm-hmm. And when something just comes out of nowhere and ruins it, I just feel like I lost balance of everything. Yes. Oh my God. We are twin flames. <laughs> I will literally have a breakdown if like, okay, this probably sounds a little exaggerated and I don't think you're this as dramatic as I am, but like if I know that I planned out my day and I wake up like an hour late. My whole day is ruined. (laughs) It's just like completely ruined. Oh, really? Yeah. I've gotten to the point where, so as we're speaking now, I already have my gym clothes lined up. And after we're done recording, I'm going to have like the clothes that I change into after my gym clothes lined up for tomorrow. And I feel like if I don't start getting into this process, I'm going to unravel something as small as like get the matching socks for tomorrow unravels me. (laughs) Oh, you see, I also do the same thing. I lay out my gym clothes, my work clothes, you know, the night before, because if I don't, I know that I'm going to wake up kind of, you know, still not feeling a hundred percent awake. And then if I realize that I don't have my stuff ready, I'm just going to be like, Oh, forget it. I'm not going. Yeah, I, there are days where I'm like, I didn't pick, I didn't pick out the clothes um, ahead of time, so I'm just gonna work from home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
And that's a good thing that we have that flexibility to that work is, from home. That is a very good thing. And that's good that you acknowledge that. And yes, it is a blessing. Yes, helping me acknowledge that because there are people yes. who have do not have that luxury. I know. And you see, this is what kind of like bothered me today because I specifically stayed at home because I, I woke up at 7.30. I started organizing my room. And then by the time 10 o'clock came, I was all ready with my breakfast on my computer, ready to answer emails. When I signed off for work, again, I was ready to go work out, come back, you know, just get ready in order to record this podcast. But then something was thrown in the way. And then I was debating whether or not to attend. And I was like, why? Why did this have to happen? Like, I just feel like it's on balance now. And uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, I just felt really bad about not attending this event. But also, I'm going to put this out there. So... How often do you check Facebook, Tom? <laughs> um, hmm. I think How do I say often without revealing that it's too often? I think you check it at least once every hour. No, 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 no. Oh, it's less? Yeah, it is less. Okay. But In you the do morning, um, afternoon and before I go to sleep so three times three times a day okay oh you see I check it less there are days that I go without even checking it you go weeks without checking it because you will like (laughs) my status is from two weeks ago and I just get like 17 notifications and I'm like oh my god I'm so popular and it's you and I'm like (laughs) Karen this is old news like this happened a century ago and then you know what? I see what you posted and I'm like, oh yeah, that is so interesting. I should I should talk to her about this. And then I realized, I was like, oh, she posted this like last week. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is that I don't check it as often as other people. And so when my friends make events and assume that everyone on Facebook is going to see them, I just feel like you have my number and you could at least send a text my way and saying like, hey, I have this upcoming event. Just check, check, check Facebook for all the details. That's all you would have to do. But, in order, in, but just creating an event and assume that everyone saw it, mm, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's just not the proper way to do it. Yeah, you're mean. You're old school. I am, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. And then I, I, I like, if I have an upcoming event, I text everyone that I want to, you know, everyone that I wanted to show up mm-hmm. and I let everyone know like, Hey, here are the details and whatever. And I barely create events on Facebook. That's another thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I text my, my dearest friends, you know? So I, I just feel like creating a Facebook event is just like kind of lazy. I don't know. <laughs> I was gonna say no I was gonna say it's very passive um just like putting it out there and thinking people will see it that's really yeah and you know what last time my my brother actually this happened to him as well his friends you know came up with like this like I think it was like karaoke night or whatever and they just created the Facebook event and then probably like a few hours before the actual thing happened they were like oh so you're coming right Mm-hmm. He's like, what do you mean? Am I coming to what? Like, what's happening? <laughs> and then he told his friends, I don't check Facebook that often. So sorry, guys, I missed it. So yeah, just 
putting it out there. If you have like a nice event coming up or whatever, at least text people. What happened to texting? I, I text know. you, Dom. Oh, yeah. We're disgusting now. <laughs> we'll text and then talk to each other. We Go to will work. Yeah. Post we the will podcast. Leave. Text during the podcast. We're disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like um, that might be a mark of adulthood. I think so. When you just, you keep with your priorities. Yeah. Um, and you, cause for me, I feel like this, this segment is getting really long, but for me, I've, our producer says it's fine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I have, the listeners have been following my journey, you know, running a 5k, but I'm overall been working out a lot, um, getting healthier. Um, and we can do an episode about like kind of my genesis, why I decided to get more into health and wellness because of my own health issues. Um, but in the recent weeks, I've actually just been taking very careful consideration of scheduling my life around my physical activity. So I don't want to be like, Oh, I'm like a gym head and I like <laughs> only live in the gym, but like, I know that I'll be going into work a little bit earlier so I can leave a little bit earlier, make time for my commute. So then I'm in the gym. So these are the things that like, I won't really schedule. Like I, I think I set out for an entire week. I didn't schedule anything social and that entire week I just made time for to go to the gym. So like, that is something I was like, wow, I'm an adult. I'm not going to be like, hey, you know what? It's happy hour time. I'm just going to kick back. And like, nope, I got to go. <laughs> got to get on the treadmill. Got to run some sprints. And yeah. You're so right. It is part of becoming an adult. When you're okay with missing out on certain events because yeah. there are other things that are priority. Exactly. Yeah. The old me, or let's say the younger me, would be like, no, I have to be there or else I'm just going to be home watching like everyone's stories and looking at everyone's pictures. And now I'm just like, nah, I can't because I have the podcast. I also had work, which, you know, ended up uh, extending past the regular clock out time or sign out time. Right. Yeah. So then I was like, I'm going to be rushing. I have to make a long commute. I was like, no, I'm not feeling it. And then, oh, also, side note, I did a lot of cleaning, so my room looks beautiful. And that's like your oasis now. You yes. just want to stay in it. Thank you. Yes, I just want to stay in here and, and stare at it. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Speaking of becoming an adult. Mm-hmm. College is, well, I think classes are over for college students, right? Yes. I want to say um, at the time that we're recording this, it is Wednesday, May 30th, right? Yes. It has been exactly one year since I graduated oh. my MFA. Oh! Felicidades, Dom. Yes, yes. Oh, God. Time flew. It did. <laughs> Oh, wow. Time flew by, but the loans sure haven't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how do you feel now looking back? 
for our listeners, um, those who know, know I went for film, but those who are listening now and don't know, I went for film. And um, I really wanted to be doing production management, be on set. I wanted to be like on my second short, um, really honing the skills that I graduated with because it was like an independent, like all-inclusive, comprehensive filmmaking program. So like you learned the camera, lighting, um, sound design, editing, marketing, distribution. You learned it all and directing um, and screenwriting. So you learn it all. You're the whole package. Exactly. (laughs) And I was like, I know I won't be doing camera work or um, like the really technical stuff. I hate editing for anyone who knows me really well. Um, But I would still like to make projects where I'm working collaboratively with other creatives. And that was my goal because life just happens to get in the way. I kind of feel like now a year out is kind of what I should have been feeling the day after I graduated as a filmmaker. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I feel like now I feel like, okay, I can just take my time. Um, I don't have to rush into making a project. I can really just like sit down and craft and write. And that's how I am now. But that wasn't how I was after I graduated. Oh, I was the opposite. What were you? Well, after I graduated, I was like, okay, this is it. Get all the books out of my sight. I do not want to see any drawing or anything (laughs) that reminds me of graphic design. I just want to nap and I want to be lazy and I want to be on the couch. And then when I'm ready, I will start looking for jobs. Yeah, that wasn't me. I was like, no, I got it. I got like, I think in the industry, you're kind of taught that you're working up against a ticking clock. Oh, so they're like, if you have an idea, get it out because there's going to be 20 other people with the idea. And there's going to be like five studios who are probably already working in development with your idea, which I have found to be true. There are a couple of things that are out there and I'm like, damn it. I wish I worked on that because I had some inkling of this. Um, so uh, I get it. I see. I yeah. See. So it's just like, okay, if you know you're going to do something, do it now, get it out before someone else gets it out. So one of the exercises in film school was to write out the projects you want to work on for the next five years. So I already have that part out. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that is planning ahead. Yes. I mean, that's kind of the industry though. Like things. That's true. Like my screenwriting professor was like, we're already five years behind. They operate so far ahead. Oh my God. Yeah. So that is like where the pressure, I was like, oh my God, after I graduate, I got to just like be on set. I got to like, da, 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 da. Um, right. for me, my writer's block, which I'm still currently in the midst of is just time and energy. I am so burnt out that creatively the sparks come in very sparsely. And I'm burnt out, um, not like burnt out that I can't really do anything. It's just like, I really only have energy to like really work and like work on myself. 
Yeah. And kind of just be a person. <laughs> yeah, you need that time. Yeah, because writing does take a lot out of you. Yeah, I can I can imagine. I mean, just putting together a series, all all the concepts that go into it. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. But you know what? Speaking of what your professor said that, you know, he was telling you that you guys are, were already five years behind because, you know, the industry goes, moves fast. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually thought about this when I started watching the show Sweet Bitter. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you listeners remember that I had told Dom that she needs to write a show about restaurant life. <laughs> and I'm putting it out there again. <laughs> But when I saw this show, I was like, no, someone took our idea. And then I started talking about. Yeah, yeah. No, but wait, here's my point, though. (laughs) But then when I started watching it, I was like, no, this is not at all what I had in mind. And I feel like the person or like the approach that you will have will be so different. So then I feel like just because a show is made on a certain topic. Does it mean that another show can be made on that? I mean, look at friends, for example. Mm-hmm. And then there was how I met your mother. And then what was the other one? There's another one about these group of friends, basically that all live together. Uh, that 70 show. Yes. Mm-hmm. So basically like there's so many shows written about just friends and their life. Yeah. So there could be many other shows written about restaurant life. Hopefully, um, one of the things that is really irksome about studios is that they will go off on the success of Friends. So if Sweet Bitter is a success, then you can be like, hey, I have a concept and kind of ride the coattails of it, but be like, oh, but it's from this perspective. Oh, you know, so like, because Friends was so successful, people were like, I've got an idea that's just like Friends. (laughs) Yeah, and there was a whole bunch of shows that I think that came up because of Friends. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's how studios operate. They like kind of like, if it's a winning formula, let's stick to it. Ah, Um, mm -hmm. Okay. But yeah, hopefully Sweet, Sweet Bitter is like, what I need to like kind of you utilize for my entry. I do have it on my watch list. Um, okay. To check it out. So guys follow my Twitter feed. <laughs> I might be tweeting about it. My thoughts. I, I think I'm up to the second episode, third okay. episode actually. Okay. Yeah. So it's so far so good, but maybe we should do a separate episode on that. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> also, because uh, Sweet Bitter is on Stars, and Be That is also on Stars, mm-hmm. which is another show that I actually catched up on because <clears throat> I know someone that has an account. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so you are out here finessing. You know people with Hulu, HBO, and now Stars. <laughs> yes okay i see you but it's just giving me ideas so that i can give you ideas as well and you can produce all these like thousands of shows yeah (laughs) give me money and time (laughs) (laughs) but speaking of recent graduation Mm -hmm. i know that a lot of students kind of take advantage of the summer in order to do internships yes from my experience I didn't do internships during the summer I actually did them in the fall 
because mm-hmm. I kind of had to fit it into my schedule. Like there was no way that I was going to leave work in order to intern someplace where most likely they wouldn't pay me. So that's why I did internships in the fall. What about you, Dom? Yes, I only did internships because it was a requirement mm-hmm. for um, my study. For graduate, well, for me, it was also a requirement for graduation. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I could graduate without having an internship under my belt. Yeah, even for us in high school, it was a requirement. I never interned in high school. Yeah, I did. But luckily, the, the internship that I found was paid. And it wasn't in the summer. It was during the fall as well. And I would, because when I was a senior, I think I got out of school around two. And so I would go straight to my internship and get out at six. So that is a sweet deal because (laughs) after graduation, it's hard to even find paid internships as like an, a post-grad. No, find one as a, high school is a miracle (laughs) yeah I know I got so lucky and it was in the Bronx too Riverdale actually ah yeah oh shoot I don't think I ever told you this check my neighborhood out yeah yeah there was like a small graphic design uh agency Mm -hmm. and so I just started looking up a, a whole bunch of them and reaching out and they got back to me and so it was, I was like, oh, cool. I could just take the, the 10 bus from my internship and get off a few blocks away from my place. It was so convenient. I was so lucky, to be honest. However, I wasn't as lucky when I was in college. <laughs> no. <laughs> I struggled so much. And then again, actually, I did find one in Riverdale as well. Okay, cool. Nice. But that one I found it because one of my professors, uh, this, this guy that had his agency as well, attended the same college. And so the professor reached out to him and said, hey, do you need any interns from City Tech? And since he had graduated from there, he was more than glad to take interns. What about you? What were your methods to find internships? So you did really by connection, right? Yes. Some of them. Yeah. Okay. I don't believe it's called internships.com now, but Mm -hmm. it was just, um, it was like an indeed.com, but for internships. Okay. And that's kind of what I did was, um, I always applied midsummer for the fall. Oh yeah. Um, so around July, like late June, July, I would apply for internships (laughs) And I feel like (laughs) I'm not contributing much, but that's kind of just what I did. I was um, lucky, I guess, um, to like land pretty decent, like not even decent, like pretty good ones. I, my first ever internship in undergrad was at Esquire magazine. (laughs) That's good. Yeah. And then my second one, because I did two. So my second one was at a PR agency that like represented stars, um, AMC, Sundance Channel, Bravo. So all of my favorites, um, it was a big like television and film PR agency. Um, And I kind of got that also through 
uh, just like applying online. I, I looked for it online. Um, I did look for it online, but I, I know someone else when I did speak to my communications professor, she was like, Oh, someone, an alum did, did go here as well. Um, just reach out and get a recommendation letter. Oh, Mm -hmm. but I, it, I think this is going into kind of what you did, um, where you like leveraged your connections. (laughs) It's taken me a long time to do that for myself. Okay. Uh, and I don't, I don't know. I know that now that I've graduated and I'm connecting with a lot of people in the industry, especially um, fellow creatives and producers, they're just like, you need to make connections because Mm -hmm. it's who you know. And I'm like, that for the longest time seems so disingenuous to me. So like I've only really started leveraging connections like seven months ago. (laughs) Oh my God. No, for us, they actually told us like so early on, Mm -hmm. they told us about the importance of connections Mm -hmm. because if let's say, for example, you know, someone at a company and that company is hiring, it's easier for you to get in versus not having any connections, you know? Yeah, no, they've told like, I've always had that message too. And I'm not sure if this might be a cultural thing or this is just like a personal like ethos of mine. I never wanted to create relationships that were transactional. So like, I didn't want to be like, Hey, I want to like get to know you because I know you can get me somewhere. Oh, I see. Okay. The thing is though, that there's a way around that. It's like one where it's just like, Hey, I'm just talking to you because I know you can get me somewhere versus a genuine connection. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think like a genuine connection is harder to establish. And usually that's what I try for. Obviously, like when I was in college, the professor was the one that reached out to these people and said like, hey, I have students here and do you have internships for them? Mm -hmm. But afterwards, when I started looking for internships on my own, I really did try to keep a genuine connection with the person in charge of the internships. So it wasn't like, Oh, I'm, I just, I'm just talking to you because I want this from you. No, it was like, okay, cool. You're in charge of this, but you're also really cool to hang out with or to talk with. So I want to keep that relationship. Got it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But for me, well, after I graduated college, I was looking, obviously, for something that paid, and it took me a while, actually, but I did take some time off. Like I mentioned to you guys, I was just (laughs) being lazy, watching TV on the couch, and really taking time for myself, because I went through, my my last semester was very stressful. And so when I finally started looking for work, I was shocked, I guess, a bit, with how difficult it turned out to be. Like I would send a whole bunch of resumes and then I'd hear back. And I actually, afterwards I started Googling all these things like internships in New York and paid internships and summer internships, anything that I could come up with or like networking events, anything. Mm -hmm. And then I came up on this awesome, awesome place that back then it was called NYC Creatives. 
Yes. And now they're called Fine Spark. Yeah. Which I, you know, Dom, I have raved about them so much. Yeah. And I have a profile with them too. Oh, you do? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's awesome. I've never once gone to a single event of theirs though. Oh, you have to. When I found out about this place, I was so excited. And their first like summer mixer was going to be in about a week after I kind of like discovered them. And I was like, I am going to be there. And luckily it was on a Thursday, a day that I didn't have to work at the restaurant. So I went, I met some really awesome people that till this day I keep contact with. I met Emily, who is the founder of Fine Spark. And then I just started getting more and more involved. And I realized, and they tell you this at Fine Spark, if you don't put yourself out there, companies are not going to come to you, you know? Like you have to be out there in order for them to, to find you. Through Fine Spark was how I found my first job out of college. Is that where we found each other? Ah, yes. The job where I met you. Oh my goodness. Yes. Story. Yep. It was, it was because of Fine Spark. I saw the job and it was like entry level. I was like, that's me. I qualify for this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that is the job where we met. And I luckily found it through Fine Spark. And even when I had that job, because you remember that I think my schedule was from 1 p.m. to 6 p.m. So I still had some time, you know, to volunteer for that. Cause I was so grateful to them. You know, I just felt like I, I wanted to give back and I couldn't obviously like give a ton of money, but I did always give them my time if I could. That's amazing. Yeah. See, that is kind of where I was going with, or like what I consider something like very authentic and not just like, Hey, I'm just going to use you to like leverage myself and get like somewhere else. Like it's, um, Although I understand like in many industries, especially creative industries where the jobs are far and few in between and there's a lot of competition. So like who, you know, really does matter, but then also like you all, you have a set of skills. You probably, if you don't have a set of skills, you do have time to give. So you Mm -hmm. can really do that in return, especially as young creatives, we were broke. Probably, I'm still broke. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. And actually, one of my goals, I think I mentioned this to you before. I want to be part of their panels. They have different panels throughout the year. And just because right now my schedule is pretty crazy, I haven't done so. But I do plan on reaching out to Emily and letting her know that I'm interested in, you know, being part of a panel. You know what? You, in the time span, I'm going to get so sentimental and like this is, it has nothing to do with our topic at hand, but in the years that I've known you, you have grown so tremendously. You have so much to give and offer um, the youths because we're old now. (laughs) But yeah, you do have a lot like I, and I, I also failed to do this with myself. It's like hard to like sit back be grateful and take in what you've accomplished so far, especially for the type of people we are. Yes. It's like, go, 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 go. We could be doing better. And I know you're a little competitive and I know that means <laughs> competitive with yourself as well. Yes. So you're like, I can always be better. Um, you, you were just like everything. When I 
think like even when I met you, I was like, oh, she's so impressive. But like knowing what you've done, what you've built, and what you has been so like in such a short amount of time I'm like someone needs to study Karen and like <laughs> what it means to grow and mature and like be a well-adjusted human being okay, oh thank you so much whatever we're done <laughs> cut this out <laughs> no I really appreciate that because I think like you like you mentioned we're very competitive well I mean I'm very competitive I think you're more of the impatient yeah, yeah. I'm I'm not competitive, but I'm like, oh, I'm putting in the work. Why isn't it happening right now? Yes, yes, exactly. And I am a bit more patient, but I do kind of tend to get kind of crazy when it comes to competition. Mm -hmm. When you're looking at it from just yourself, you don't realize how far you've gotten. And sometimes you could be your worst critic. Absolutely. And so the fact that you're saying this about me, I really appreciate it. And obviously, like, you have also grown tremendously. Like, getting your master's degree, come on. That is amazing. <laughs> and the fact that you were juggling two jobs. Oh. Girl. God. mm But I think this is, like, an important point for, like, going back to the thesis of this segment, <laughs> internships. Um one of my pitfalls with internships, like when I was actually in one, so like getting one was um, kind of, it, it did take some work, but being in one takes a lot of work. And I'm the type of person who's just like, okay, I'm putting in the work. I It's right. Like I'm doing everything right. I should be seeing results. And that's like kind of not a great attitude to go into um <laughs> an yeah. internship because an internship is solely built for you to learn it's a very learning experience and sometimes I'm just like I don't want to learn I'm like just tell me what to do and I'm going to do it and you know the results will happen this way um <laughs> so I would think for like any of our listeners who are out there who are like attempting to do a summer internship and there's their first internship understand and that there's a learning curve. So if you're impatient like me, understand to take a breather, sit back, you learn through your mistakes. Um, and I don't know, no one's going to fire you. Or like you're going to lose your pension. <laughs> it's, it's a very low stakes um, thing, which is great because it helps you. It helps you learn without you losing a lot right. in terms of like, financial compensation and like your life depends like you're not paying rent with internship money which is mm-hmm. nothing um so that is one thing I did want to point out I think yeah. I'm rambling <laughs> no 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 and I think also it's you know understanding that you don't know everything just because I feel like college doesn't really teach you mm-hmm. everything that, that you actually, the things that you bump into after you're in mm-hmm. real life, but also always be willing to learn and accept criticism. Oh girl. <laughs> now you're preaching. I... because that is the way people grow like I understand that I have flaws and I accept them when I, like I get you know feedback from you know a manager or a supervisor or anything like that 
But especially when you're in an internship, like you're young, you're still kind of like gaining that experience in, in the field. And so the more feedback that you have, I think will help you grow as a professional and also as a person. That did not resonate with me until <laughs> I was in grad school. I feel like I'm so late. I'm just like telling all my listeners that I'm just like a delayed person. <laughs> um, <laughs> It didn't resonate with me until I was in screenwriting class, which is a collaborative, and we're supposed to workshop and we're supposed to accept criticism to make our scripts better. And like that's um. what our grade depended on. It literally forced me to take criticism because I'm like, if I don't, I'm not going to get an A in this class. <laughs> oh, oh, so you weren't really good at taking criticism then. <laughs> I don't know I'm just like what did I know what are they talking about <laughs> now that I'm like super I'm not a hugely prideful person bear in mind I'm Caribbean and Latina so that's subjective <laughs> I might not be prideful for my culture but I'm probably too prideful for Americans <laughs> <laughs> um but I, I sometimes it's just like, okay, whatever. I'm not, whatever. I'll be like, I'll be really nice about it though. I'll be like, I'll take this into consideration, but I'll never take it into consideration. <laughs> uh, you see, I'm the opposite when it comes to people giving me advice on my life and what I need to do. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I'm listening to you and I'll be nice about it, but I'm not really going to follow through with it. I mean, versus my, my, my professional life, I, I feel like I do take criticism well, and I use that to just grow and kind of improve. Because I, I do, like, especially in the job that we currently have now, I feel like it's always changing, and you, it's like you never stop learning because the industry changes as well. And so I feel like the more feedback that I have, the it helps me grow as a professional. And also because I don't want to lose my job. I actually like it. <laughs> right. Right. I also, one thing I do notice is that um, one of the things that makes you, or like kind of helps you become more of a leader or more confident um, is being a team player, if that makes sense. Yeah. It's like, it kind of is counterintuitive, like be a team player so you can be a leader. But like when you are a team player and you're able to take in like the advice of your colleagues and show mm-hmm. that you're, you're humble enough to, yes. um, to take it in and that you respect their opinions, then that kind of makes you, I don't know, like builds a certain type of, um, emotional intelligence that can build into good leadership yes you're so right and you said the key word humble yeah yeah. (laughs) like no matter what your position is even if you're like the ceo of a company there's still someone who probably knows a bit more than you do and will give you criticism well i guess like being humble yes but then also how were your internship did you really really gain um did you really gain a lot of knowledge or were you doing grunt work because I know like you can (laughs) humble yourself to a point where you're like I'm gonna take in everything and absorb like a sponge but like not to the point where they're like literally working you like a dog oh right no 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 
I felt like I learned more when I was at the smaller places, like the smaller comp, like, you know, like sort of like startups. Mm-hmm. And that's what the two places that I interned at in Riverdale were. So I got more hands-on mm-hmm. versus when I was at bigger companies where it was just like, mm, kind of, they just gave us work to keep us busy, but we weren't really learning as much. Obviously, the name of the company looked really nice on my resume, but I really didn't learn as much. But of course, I was not doing things like getting coffee or like getting someone's clothing from the dry cleaner. No, I never did that. I've never had that experience either. Um, mm-hmm. Although Esquire magazine is a men's fashion magazine and I worked in the fashion closet. So like that's like, because I had I had aspirations to be like the Double Wears Prada. Um <laughs> And so I was like, I had to do fashion. So I had aspirations to do that. And like the very first thing you do, if you want to do um, fashion editorial, is you start out in the fashion closet. Okay. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen Ugly Betty. No. Oh, so good. You should watch it. <laughs> I've heard. Um, but yeah, so I always think about the Ugly Betty fashion closet and how glamorous it was. Esquire's was not as glamorous as that um but I do remember and I didn't have to like pick up coffee or lunch orders which was great yeah um but I do remember having to like do deliveries at fashion houses so I would have to like bring um sample clothing that they've done for a photo shoot back ironed to Dolce and Gabbana I remember that was one and then I had to go to Jarn um Barbados and rag and bone and this is mind you I this is my first time um in the Bronx so my very first time in the Bronx was College Round St. Vincent Mm -hmm. but I still very much a suburban girl because like I was only living on campus going back home frequently I didn't know the city like that so for them to like send me to like um Calvin Klein on yeah. 50th Street. I'm like, I don't know where I am going. Wait, wait, um, wait. But did they send you on the train or did they pay a cab or what? They've only paid a cab when it was a photo shoot. Oh. <gasps> mm-hmm. uh, how did you manage that? <laughs> I don't even really know. <laughs> Looking back now. How did you not get lost? Because I know we're both really bad with directions. Yes. I would always... So I... My boss would tell me when... Or like my supervisor would tell me where to go. I would go online and literally like do the Google um, Maps and print out every single direction but even then because I'm like okay there's the direction but like I don't know where I'm going Mm because I'm not familiar so I would ask people I think I excuse me um I would just ask people if I like had to go to an avenue especially because the avenues always tripped me up yeah I'd be like okay where is um eighth avenue and where or like where seventh avenue and I would always ask at like the corner (laughs) before turning (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so I probably did look like a prostitute just talking to people on the corner <laughs> uh, um where was I going with this oh sorry <laughs> I had a brain fart 
Um, yes. So I did do a bit of a grunt work for my first, um, for my first, for my first internship, but it was grunt work. Um, it was fun though. It was exciting. Okay. It, it was never, kind of exciting. Yeah. It was never, it was never like a food order is just like hearing about people getting someone else to get them food. Just like, irritates me because uh, I'm like it's New York literally walk outside just like walk yeah. outside and a block over there not even a block over like two storefronts over there's something you can find right like you don't need and there's delivery now I feel like sometimes when you're an intern you kind of don't really see the part where you know people are going are, are like stressing out about deadlines or mm-hmm. all of a sudden something happened and it just changed like the whole timeline that you had planned they don't really see that and i feel like sometimes they only see more of like the the fun aspects and they're like oh they do this all the time that's so much fun and mm-hmm. i want to go into this and now, especially like in the past, I've had a chance to actually be responsible for interns and I've actually ha- want to show them like, okay, this is not all as fun as it looks like. This is how my day could just change and go totally wrong. So mm-hmm. kind of like let the, letting them see the positives and the negatives of the job, because I don't want them to just see all the happy things and they get the wrong idea. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's a good point. I mean, I went in, I went into my internship completely romanticizing the fashion industry. Oh, Boy, was I wrong? <laughs> <laughs> they make a very good point of telling you it is not pretty. The clothes are pretty. The models are pretty. The industry is not pretty. That, yeah, I think that that's one thing that interns should keep in mind. Like, if you guys are interning this summer, just keep that in mind. A lot of the things like happy hour, free food, or just the overall perks of a job could seem really cool. But that doesn't mean it's like that all the time. Mm-hmm. It, shit gets crazy. <laughs> yeah, and then, so there's like normal stresses of a job that kind of don't come up in internships and if you are stressed in an internship it's probably mostly related to your own task not really like oh we're part of this company and like there's just like you know bureaucratic stuff that we like that we all feel the pinch or something like that it's not Mm -hmm. really like that um but also as an intern you are very unaware of like office politics Oh, yes. That is another thing. Yeah, you're, like, disconnected, which I think might also be, like, a really good thing. You can just slip in there, do what you (laughs) got to do, and you don't have to, like, worry about the the extra nonsense. I guess in some way it's good, but then it also kind of gives you, like, that false view of what an actual job is. Mm Mm-hmm. And I feel like, for example, for internships, you clock in, you clock out, and you never hear back mm-hmm. versus an actual job. You sign into your email, and if there's anything urgent, it could be, let's say, like 7.30, and you have to go back into your email. And so a lot of the time, well, not that interns should be required to do that because obviously a lot of internships don't pay, but I feel like they should be aware Right. That this is what happens. 
and maybe you don't see it because you're already at home doing your own thing, but just be aware that a lot of the times this kind of stuff could happen in the job. I know younger people that are in college right now and they think that my job is so cool. The industry that we work in, which it is, it is fun, right? But I also let them know like, hey, there are times where I've had to answer emails late at night or on the weekends. And a lot of the things don't depend on me. Like it depends on other people as well, but somehow I'm affected by those people not meeting their deadlines. Mm -hmm. And so I I, I let them know how it is because I just don't want them to think like, Ooh, she has this awesome, cool job where they do so many fun activities and whatever, because that's not the real, a real expectation from a job. Absolutely. That is one of the pitfalls. And I feel like, like I said, um, earlier, I was like, oh, people romanticize creatives, but I feel yeah. like not to paint a white bro- a broad brush and no pun intended, but <laughs> sometimes creatives tend to romanticize like <laughs> work itself. And it's like, if it's, it can have all the best perks that are like really good for your productivity. So like it has like snacks or it has like free lunch and they have like these, all these like things that are geared towards like building employee morale. Yeah. It's still work at the end of the day. So you're not always going to love it. And it's not always going to be like this, like, you know, it's, it's better than how a nine to five used to be where you were grinding, you know what I mean? Oh, right. Yeah, definitely. That jobs have really changed in that aspect. Mm -hmm. But like you said, it's always work and there will be times where you just kind of like want to throw everything and walk out. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The perks are still there. That doesn't change. Right. And it's a job and it's stressful. And like, there are people who are like at the slightest hint of stress would be like, it's not the place for me. And I'm like, "Eh." yeah, that's another (laughs) thing. So I'm like, okay, so then how do you handle real life? Because (laughs) like life in general is not all freaking rainbows. Yeah. So yeah, just, just keep that in mind. Like there's always going to be something about a job that will upset you but at the end of the day you have to like look back and see like okay maybe like the there's more pros than cons mm-hmm. and if you really like the job then you will stay there or yeah. the internship I guess I mean because there there there's been like instances where you know you get an intern and then it ends up becoming a full-time job which is awesome so heck yeah I think that's always the end goal for an intern right yeah. Is to either, you know, start out the internship. And sometimes, like, I know I started my internship at Esquire in, like, my sophomore year. So I was nowhere near graduating. So I, there was no way I was going to end up um, that summer um, right. working, like, working for them post-grad full-time. Um, but, you know, you will just, like, build those connections and you yeah. have an in but like the end goal is your senior year, you're graduating and you're interning, bam. Yeah. You get that you get that degree. And then on that Monday, you're in your office. And, oh my god. Oh, that's always the end goal. Um, I don't know. Do you have any tips for any of our listeners who might be looking for internships? That? Yeah. Oh, uh, 
Yes, I would say network, network, network. There's few people where that happens, where it's like, oh, I have this internship, I graduate, and then Monday I start at my work, at my job. So it's very few people that that happens to. So I feel like you just have to be very proactive during your senior year. Mm-hmm. And I understand that, especially during senior year, things could be stressful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But always like have an end goal and let that be kind of like what's motivating you to keep on going. And if your end goal is landing a job right after graduation, then obviously do a lot of networking try to attend a lot of career fairs and just overall, I feel like nowadays there are a lot of um, even happy hours nowadays. They're like, okay, happy hour happening here and you get to meet other professionals or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's just kind of getting out there and taking criticism well and always being on time. That's, that's important. That is a good one for me. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, always be on time. I am not saying I'm normally late, whatever. Um, (laughs) But I could be better is what I'm saying. (laughs) No, but I think like for interns, especially you want to, you know, show, show that you're responsible. I'm not saying once you have the job, totally slack off or whatever. No, but you know, at least like if if you're new, you want to make a good impression. So always try to be there on time. Yeah, um, little like little good impressions they do go a long way. Yeah. Especially if you are really new, you don't have like the industry know how. Despite like that's your industry that you're studying. Like you mentioned earlier, you're only studying it. You don't have any like field. Yeah, you know what I mean. So like the what you can do to stand out um, is just be on time. Yeah, and be exactly. And yes, and do your job as best as you can. Yep. I think I just gave my tips. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that was nice. That was nice and, and quick. I think I kind of like rambled on a bit. <laughs> I, oh my God, I rambled towards the middle. I was like, eh, interns, what should I say? <laughs> and I guess for our highlights, I already mentioned them. But I do want to highlight Fine Spark again. Mm-hmm. And even now, when I meet, you know, people that are interning or that they're about to graduate, or people that ask me, hey, how did you land your first job? I say Fine Spark. Mm-hmm. Go check them out, create an account, and attend their events. Anyone you want to highlight? Oh, you know which one could be a good one? Yeah. Canva. Oh, yeah. For resume and business cards. Oh, let me tell you about the business cards. There we go. I, <laughs> thank you for jogging my memory. <laughs> it appears that we really do need a coffee sponsor because your girl needs to wake up. <laughs> um, yes. So I recently went to a professional um, event for television and film um, and digital um, production producers and creatives and it was a lovely it was at a bar it's called the world bar and I think it's the bar for the United Nations it was so swanky I love it I like I want to go there just because and just sit at the corner and just like pretend I'm a diplomat anyways (laughs) um it was beautiful 
And guess who got three compliments on her beautiful business cards? <gasps> you did. I did. And it's all because of Canva. Ah. This sounds sponsored, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they sponsor us one. But yes. That, yeah, Canva has really nice designs. I was actually browsing through them. And if you're not someone that's, you know, creative or anything like that, because I designed my own resume, just FYI, you guys. <laughs> okay, show off. <laughs> but if you're not that creative person and you want to stand out, definitely go to Canva. They have really nice designs that are free and they're easy to, to like just quickly plug in your information. And there you go. You have a nice, very like stylish resume. And that and that's that really stands out when you know people are looking through a whole bunch of resumes. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And um, my favorite. Who are we throwing in the hell? We that's what I was gonna ask you. Do you have anyone? I felt like I gave really good advice on this episode and I don't have any to anyone to send to help. You know what? We're going to end positively then. Yes. You know, school's out. There's always going to be pretty awful people in the world. (laughs) So it's okay if we don't have a person to highlight. (laughs) Not to highlight, but a person to curse to hell. Yes. Let's just do the self-care for us and for the students out there. Yep. And yeah, for everyone graduating out there, you know, take some time for yourself. Even if it's just a few days, take it get some sleep and enjoy the nice weather. Uh, Yeah. And just do those things that you always wanted to do while you were busy with school and you didn't have time. Exactly. And yeah, take it from me. You will, (laughs) you will suffer the consequences in the long run of burnout. If you don't nip it in the bud beforehand, like it's really going to catch up to you. So don't be like me and be like, I got to do everything at once. Really take time for yourself. Um, one thing that whatever I, I, if you know me and Karen, you know that I hate when she says everything happened for a reason. <laughs> I really, really, really hate that statement. And we're yes, going to go, and we're going to go into why I hate it. <laughs> but another thing, way I look at it is that, if it's meant to be, you're yes. going, you're going to make it happen. Yeah. So even if what, at yeah. the moment it seems like, Oh, I missed my chance. I think your chance and how you are supposed to come into your chance is going to happen yes. for that person, for that reason, but it's going to happen for you as well. So not anything happens for a reason, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I do think, um, whether you're you're getting what you want or not getting what you want, it's just, it's just a, it really is a matter of time. Matter of time, circumstances, things can happen. You probably will end up in a better position than you originally had for yourself. Oh. Whatever, Karen. We're done. We're done. That is getting lovely. too excited. I am. I'm so <laughs> proud of you, Dom. I'm so proud of you because I know how much you hate that saying. I do, but I do see it work in everyday life. Yes. Uh, That is beautiful. Like what other way to end this podcast than on such a positive note? Right. And one last thing, um, you're going to have to help me with the Spanish, but, uh, felicidades a todos, uh, 
everyone who's graduating. Oh, and, yeah. <laughs> Felicidades a todos los graduados. Okay. I did it in Spanglish. <laughs> I, I said that word slowly so that you could try to say it, but let's just keep it that way. Yeah. Congrats, everyone. Have a lovely summer. I mean, we're not leaving, but we're not. for you guys, <laughs> have yes. a lovely summer and keep listening to us yes. during all your cookouts. And, all and don't forget to, to rate us. And subscribe. Tell your friends. Exactly. <laughs> all right, everyone. Adios. Bye. This podcast was executive produced by Karen Almonte. You can follow us on social media to keep up with your favorite Bronx ladies. From the Bronx with Love is part of Anthology House Media.